Welcome to Mountain Mama's Misadventures, stories of mishap and adventure from women adventurers. Every woman has a story she can share, from the zany to the inspirational. Brought to you by Mon Mountain Mamas, a nonprofit women's adventure organization. Women, empowering women to adventure. My name is Emily Hacken. And I'm Deborah Moore, and we are your hosts. And I am so glad to be back. It has been like an eternity, so <laughs> I'm... I, I wish I could say I was doing an Arctic expedition or something awesome. <laughs> it was mostly children stuff. But anyway, um, but I'm so glad to be back and helping Debbie. And we're going to have some awesome, awesome episode uh, today. And we also just had our 50th episode a few weeks ago. And we are excited about that. And we've hit a year mark and all these cool uh, milestones. So, Yay! Um, yeah, so thanks for Amazing. listening. <laughs> thanks for still listening if you're out there. Um, we're just excited. Mostly the biggest reason we wanted to start this podcast was just to get women's voices out there and um, share those stories. I feel like, you know, empowerment especially, and then just a lot of those campfire stories that you hear your friend, you know, you hear someone and you're like, oh, I wish, wish we could capture that. That was amazing, and I'm never going to do what they all did, <laughs> all the crazy <laughs> misadventures they had. So um, so hopefully you've enjoyed um, listening to these wonderful adventures. And we have a wonderful guest today. Her name is Ember Pilati. And she actually was at our um, winter retreat we just had a month ago or something. Anyway. Yeah, about a month. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, and, and she gave a wonderful um, uh, goal setting type presentation. And so we wanted to bring her in to kind of share more of that information with you guys. And especially you ladies who weren't able to be there. Of course, you all over the world. Um, but um, yeah, she has got some wonderful things to share with us today. Um, I wanted to introduce her. She's currently living in Spanish Fork, Utah. I was born in Murray um, and has been married to her husband, Brian, for 23 years. <laughs> I love Amazing, it. Right? <laughs> and she's got five kids, mostly teenagers, or all teenagers, right? Pretty well, close. Your youngest is nine, nine right? Yeah, four boys, one girl. And she he actually works as an occupation or a, a life coach, um, a speaker, and does podcasts. So we were picking up some little tips um, before <laughs> yep. we started. <laughs> <laughs> She's a lot more professional than we are, I think. Anyway, so, um, and then uh, when, before we kind of get into things, you said this fun fact about you is you were raised on a farm. Yes. So yes. tell us about that. Well, first of all, thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm just so thrilled to be here. Um, I love Mountain Mamas and your mission and all of the all of the wonderful things that you do for women. Um, I was. I was actually raised on a farm. So I spent the first eight years in the Salt Lake Valley. And then um, we moved to southern Utah. And my family took over the family farm. And so, yes, as a teenager, I milked a cow and a goat every day. Just, oh, wow. <laughs> just what a teenage girl wants to do, <laughs> um, but learn some really powerful lessons and um, good work ethic, all the things, yes. right? So, yeah. Where in, think? like, central Utah or? Um, just right outside of Cedar City. So, Parowan. Yeah, Parowan. Yeah, yeah. Parowan. That's, yes. Famous for its Parowan Gap. Yes, and, and the petroglyphs. And... Were there like cinnamon rolls? Yes, it's all about the cinnamon <laughs> rolls. That wasn't there when I was raised there, but it's their new thing. Um, yes, the the greatest people on earth. Just, oh, for you sure. know, a small town. It's it's just amazing. So I feel like a lot of us wish uh, we could have, I don't know, like that's, you want to have that with your kids. You want to like, you want to get that work ethic and that, yeah. you know, mm -hmm. yeah. I, that's, mm -hmm. that's why I take my kids when I can to volunteer at a farm that's close to us, the Gardner mm -hmm. Village, they have a petting zoo there. Yes. And you can just 
it's so great. You can just dump your kids off and then they can take care of goats and cows and everything. And um, I don't know how things have changed recently, but initially it was very much like just kind of come up, show up. And we'll see what we can put them to work. Then pick them up when you're done. That's brilliant. Yes. yes. So, yeah. It is good. It's a good way to connect and uh, just realize where things come from and, you know, what it takes to actually raise food and, you know, just things like that. So, mm. anyway, it's been it's been a delight. <laughs> so, Yes. Wonderful. And then, and then um, so you have, a, what's the name of the company or your life coach business that you do now? So I'm an entrepreneur. Um, I My podcast is Emerge Empowered, but I do one-on-one coaching, group coaching. Um, I'm really into self-development and mm-hmm. coaching, going hand in hand, giving women the tools that they need mm-hmm. to really take back their personal mm-hmm. power and um, and create the life that they really want. And how did you get started in all this? That is a great question. So I found myself with five kids in under 10 years. And I really, you know, life is tricky. (laughs) Life is hard. (laughs) And we found some really challenging things with our family, some mental illness diagnoses and um, multiple. And uh, (laughs) quite frankly, five kids is a lot. Yeah, Mm -hmm. And... I had tried self-help books. I had, you know, I was doing all the things, going to therapy. I was reading all the books, trying all the things and um, encountered some health challenges that my doctor just said, Amber, we have to reduce your stress levels. Mm. Your (laughs) body is breaking down. And I have Hashimoto's disease, which is an autoimmune disease. And so anyway, it was, it was one of those pivotal moments where it was like, you have to take better care of yourself. And I knew I needed tools. I found coaching, I found all sorts of wonderful, wonderful, amazing tools to help me flourish as a woman and as a wife and as a mom. And and then the call beyond that is to help other women find yeah. those same tools and, and to really create a life that they love without all the stress and overwhelm. That that mm-hmm. is actually optional. Mm-hmm. 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 Because we don't think that. You feel like you right. just want mu- to muscle through the day. This is part of suffering as part of being a mom. And, yes. And self-neglect as part of being a mom. Mm-hmm. And, oh, yeah, all that, all that yes. junk. Yeah. Yes, that our society kind of perpetuates that mm-hmm. way of thinking and that mm-hmm. we just have to suffer through or that, that there's a badge of honor of some mm-hmm. sort in that. And, and really, that's... It's just a big lie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm yeah. just going to call it out. It's a lie. <laughs> but well, we buy into it so easily. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and like you said, society does it. Uh, our society glorifies, though, mm-hmm. exhaustion, mm-hmm. busyness, mm-hmm. all of that. Um, you know, and so it does make sense that it's so easy to fall into the idea of, I guess this is just what it needs to be. Yes. Mm-hmm. And yeah. resign ourselves to that fate. Yeah. And, and so there's a lot more choice involved in that Mm -hmm. so I just yeah just felt a real call to help other women who were maybe feeling in a similar place (laughs) which I found is quite universal (laughs) (laughs) it's so yeah it's true it's true Mm -hmm. so you specifically wanted to share or we had actually requested um some of your thoughts about um creating goals not just creating goals because I feel like 
For me, I love to create goals. I have this left and right brain thing where my left brain loves to create goals and then my right side of my brain loves to break them. And it's just so much fun. Like I love making them and breaking them like within two weeks, whatever. And it's just this constant cycle. But I feel like I accomplish things eventually. But yes. um, but it's kind of haphazard. So you have like a more, um, yeah, very specific techniques and tips on how to move forward with your life and and things like that. And we would love for you to share any of your thoughts. <laughs> awesome. Yes, I I would love to share just some common pitfalls that women find along the way. You know, I think we all start that, we all have that dilemma. I love that you were like, my left brain really likes mm-hmm. this, and then my right brain, and then our lives kick in. Mm-hmm. You know, as women, I think our goal setting and our goal um, creating, I love that word, goal, goal creating process is very different than... Um, then what we expect it should be. We think it should be very linear, you know, and mm-hmm. really it looks a little bit different. So um, I think a lot of us just throw out the goal into the world and be like, okay, I want to do this. And, and, and while I believe that, yes, that's the first step, but so many of us do not actually write it down. We don't actually put it into words and set a deadline. And I think sometimes we have some unrealistic expectations of ourselves about Mm -hmm. the deadline, right? Or we're unflexible with how to accomplish those goals and the timeline involved. So the first step is to write it down. And I know that sounds so silly, but when was the last time you wrote down your goal? Mm -hmm. I mean, I always do. (laughs) You do! Deborah totally does! Yay, Deborah! That's great! What I find with a lot of women, they don't. But that, see, but you understand the process, right? And so it just helps you be more successful. So, um, and then setting a deadline and being flexible in that life happens. Mm -hmm. And especially as women and as moms, we we, we wear a lot of hats. Mm -hmm. And so just being flexible in, like, maybe I didn't estimate, like, the best timeline and being flexible in that is is really helpful. The other thing that I find is that sometimes in that that goal creation, we think that we shouldn't encounter any obstacles, mm-hmm. and really the obstacle is the way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we will encounter obstacles, and if we can kind of anticipate those and really um, create an action plan based on those obstacles, then it helps us be more successful. We will encounter new ones, but if we can put in a little bit of time beforehand, just identifying those obstacles and then saying, okay, what am I going to do to overcome that? It just helps us just move, remove a few of those roadblocks and smooths out the way a little bit. And then to anticipate more mm-hmm. and that you can figure that out. And our brains are really good at saying, this is going to get in our way, but don't use it to stop or quit, but to actually create a plan mm-hmm. and plan for that um, is just a huge part. So what does that look like to plan for obstacles? Say like, like I'm sure everyone's got the gym goal or the mm-hmm. eating healthy goal. Like what are the obstacles I can, is it for me? Like I have this, I'm super addicted to refined sugar and my husband's on keto sometimes and he's awesome at it and I cannot keep up. <laughs> And anyway, and so, um, so I, I foresee like some obstacles, like mm-hmm. keeping things in the house. I want to get mm-hmm. that stuff out of the house, but like, I mean, what else does that look like? Yeah, I think it includes like, okay, what are my, what are my times during the day that are the most vulnerable? Mm-hmm. You know, if you're, let's take your eating plan, for example, 
having things out of the house. That's a great obstacle, right? If it's in the house, I'm going to want it, right? <laughs> and getting it out, removing the obstacle is great. Also having like another obstacle might be um, the afternoon dip in energy or mm-hmm. in your blood sugar or whatever that is and anticipating that and saying, yes, I know that's coming. What is my action plan? Mm-hmm. You know, like having something in place. Does that look like meal prepping? Does that look like having something on hand that's quick, but still within your plan? You know, things like that. You also mentioned the gym. What are some of the obstacles? Well, some of it could be, you know, do I get up early enough? If it's a morning thing, <laughs> do I get up early enough? Well, what's the obstacle? It might not actually be waking up. It might be going to bed. Oh, yeah. In order to get up. Mm -hmm. And so just anticipating some of those obstacles and saying, okay, well, what is my action plan to try to remove this obstacle Mm -hmm. is huge. And being proactive about it just makes all the difference. Yeah. Um, When I used to teach um, the 5.30 a.m. I actually did one today. But when I used to teach 5.30 a.m. classes at the gym all the time, it was the laying the clothes out exactly, mm-hmm. you know, and then even when I was, you know, like, I get paid to be at the gym, so there's already a motivation, right? <laughs> yes. But even then, I still had to have all the clothes out. But before that, before just creating my own, I had to have the shoes and all of that. Almost, like, literally, you're going to trip over them because it was mm-hmm. like, oh, okay, I know I need to put these on now mm-hmm. uh, so that it's, like, the first thing that I see, like, put the, the shoes on as sort of the, okay, we're going to do this. Yes, and that's a great example, making it really obvious, making it so you're stumbling over it. I know people who sleep in their workout clothes because they can just get up and go because that was an obstacle for them, though Mm -hmm. it may seem small, but it's real. It's Mm -hmm. a real obstacle. And so just trying to identify those little things that you think, okay, what could be holding me back and making an action plan for it. Awesome. Mm Mm-hmm. So what's next after we've gotten that? Yes, just tracking your progress. I I can't say enough about tracking, and people hate it. (laughs) We hate it. As humans, we're like, why do I have to track this? Mm -hmm. But until you are tracking it, you really don't know. Mm -hmm. You really just don't know whether it's your nutrition intake, whether it's your physical exercise, whether it's how long you're actually meditating or how long you're reading, whatever your goal is. Um, we tend to underestimate, well, we tend to overestimate how much (laughs) we're actually doing Mm -hmm. it, (laughs) we, which is, you know, that's great. Give yourself lots of credit in lots of areas, (laughs) but until you're tracking, you just don't know. So Mm -hmm. track your progress and then, um, be, make sure that you're rewarding yourself along the way. Be gentle with yourself. Don't beat yourself up, but just be gentle with yourself, but use the, the, data that you're that you get from tracking to help like be flexible in your plan or to you know change your plan or to change your um your end date you know things like that using what you're learning to adapt along the way i think so many people have very rigid goals and they're so committed to this and this date and and then life happens and then but really it's all about using that data that you've tracked into helping you be successful. Mm-hmm. Because really the only thing that's going to keep you back from your goal is to quit. Right, right. <laughs> that's the only yeah. thing. So then by using it as an excuse to quit, you do the one thing <laughs> that <laughs> makes you unsuccessful and that's to quit, you know. Mm-hmm. But by adjusting and keep 
um, progressing, keep moving forward, you're getting closer to your goal no matter what. So I feel like mm-hmm. as you track to, like you start seeing where your weaknesses are. You're like, mm-hmm. oh, it's a weekend thing that I just fall apart mm-hmm. or on Sunday or whatever, yes. or this time of the day. Or, you know, I feel like that will help open up a lot of options for your, you know, you know, to help you see those pitfalls. Yeah. yeah. And if you approach it with the mindset of, I'm just learning. Right. Know, instead like of a, a process. Yeah. Yes. Instead of shaming or this means something about me. It's, it's more of, I'm noticing this pattern. Mm-hmm. And what is this pattern telling me so that I can be successful? Yes. Oh, I love that. Because I feel like you want to be like, next week I'm going to be a different person because I started doing this <laughs> new thing. I don't know if you've heard of There's 75 hard. Have you heard of that? Yes. <laughs> yes, I have. <laughs> Some of you guys. Anyway, it's like 75 days to do all these things. And mm-hmm. and anyway, like physical and, and mental and um and eating and all that sort of stuff. But yeah, like I feel like you're like, in 75 days I'll be a new person. Mm-hmm. But really the reality, like you're saying, is that... Like, it's a process, and, like, on day two when I fail, like, it's okay, you know, mm-hmm. because I'm, as long as I'm working towards that, in 75 days, I will be, you know, better than mm-hmm. I was 75 days before. You know, yeah. it may not be, like, where I, you know, but where my yeah. crazy brain thinks I need to be, but, but like you're saying, like, you're, mm-hmm. uh, as long mm-hmm. as you keep moving in that direction, yeah. you're good. Yes. Well, especially something with 75 hard, because any day that you miss something, you start over from day one. <laughs> Right. It's just, Which that's too hard. Doesn't seem super motivating to me. I mean, it and it might be for some personalities, yeah. but but, but yeah. But but like you said, like the amount of hours you put into something, though, regardless of how many times you have to quote unquote start over, mm-hmm. you know, that's just as relevant. And even the flexibility yeah. you were mentioning that reminded me of. Um, yeah, there have been some goals where I still had the goal, but I re phrased it as what was the result I wanted instead mm-hmm. of because I was so pinned down with this is the way I'm going to get x y and z yes and then being like wait what is the heart of the goal what is it I'm actually trying to achieve you know with you know health and fitness or, or whatever it may be mm-hmm. or you know it's usually for me more mindfulness based but when I realized okay what I wanted then it opened up things of like oh I actually maybe need to delegate some more things oh. and oh I need to do like but, but until then, I couldn't even think of those things because mm-hmm. I was so rigid. It was like, no, I have to do this, you know, this way, and these are the steps. Yes. Oh, so and I, I think like that, that. Yeah, the rigidity, I think, gives us that excuse to just like, oh, then I'll never succeed and give up, right? Mm-hmm. And the yeah. flexibility actually makes it a doable thing in our lives, mm-hmm. which I think is super important, especially as women, because mm-hmm. we are, we have, <laughs> we have lots of roles that we play. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, and I love what you're saying. I want to be a new person. Mm-hmm. I call it magic Monday. <laughs> right? Oh, yes. It's, it's true. just like Monday. I will start Monday. And really any time for us is, is available mm-hmm. to restart or to recommit or to say, you know, it could be a four o'clock on a Thursday that mm-hmm. we say, actually, I am going to recommit to this. It doesn't have to be magic Monday. Mm-hmm. <laughs> brains right? are weird like that. I know it's they so are funny. funny. Well, and you bring a great point up too, is that it is all about the process. And if we can focus on the process rather than being so fixated on that result. And I actually, yeah, I now remember part of it was like, even like a housework thing. It was like, you know, okay, I'm going to get better at, organizing as far as like meal planning this and that 
Yeah, there as well as, you know, getting groceries. And then it's like, wait, you don't have to be the one getting the groceries. Someone else can or you can do online. But you don't open yourself up to any of that mm -hmm. if you're still like, no, I have to check off all these all these boxes first. Yeah. So, yeah. And that's one thing that I find with women, too, is that it's um, sometimes we get fixated on that result. So the process, loving the process and acknowledging the progress that you're making. You know, sometimes as I'm backpacking, I like to look behind me mm -hmm. <laughs> and yes. see how far I've come. Yeah, yeah. And and I think the same is true in our goals. Mm -hmm. See what progress you are making. Celebrate that and then be flexible moving forward. So, oh, I love that. Yes, I know. We're not going to get to everything that I love to talk about, mm -hmm. but I think you've brought up some really great things like lowering the hurdle, making tiny changes, you know, making small changes. It's that is really the key. Mm -hmm. in becoming who you want to become is making the small changes consistently. So as women, we encounter lots of hurdles and our lives are just um, a little bit unpredictable mm -hmm. on a daily basis. And mm -hmm. that's, um, that's just a reality mm -hmm. and part of the beauty of yeah. motherhood too. So some things that help my clients this concept of floors and ceilings has yes. changed my life. I was hoping you would mention this. <laughs> floors and ceilings has, has changed my life and, and really changed my goal setting process. So the idea is to, yes, set a goal and our minds immediately go to like a really high overachieving place. At least mine does yeah, because I'm a perfectionist at heart. Like I totally admit it. I'm a recovering perfectionist, but my brain goes major life overhaul in 75 days or, you know, magic yeah. Monday, I'm going to be a totally different person. And so it's good to have those high expectations and then, you know, say, okay, whether it's a, an eating goal or a health and wellness goal, like exercise, whatever it is, set that goal and that that is your ceiling and then say, what's the very least that I can <laughs> do to, that will move me toward that outcome? So you have a high expectation and then you have a floor. So a ceiling and a floor and a very low expectation. Um, do you care if I share a couple yeah, of please. examples from my life? Right. So one of my goals was to connect <clears throat> with God daily. And so immediately my mind was like, 20 minutes in the Bible or in the scriptures, mm -hmm. you know, and, and have a deep dive study and, and all those things. And sometimes that's possible in my life. And sometimes as the mom of five, it's not. And so my floor was two verses, mm -hmm. you know, 20 min minutes was my ceiling. Two verses was my floor. And does the two verses get me toward my goal of a, a connection with God every day? Yes, mm -hmm. it does. Yeah. And it moves me toward that, right? Mm -hmm. um, another one is just strength training that... I would love to do 30 or 40 minutes of weights, of <laughs> lifting weights every day. And that's, that's my ceiling. What's my floor? Well, I can do 30 push-ups and 30 squats and a one-minute plank. <laughs> and as a busy mom, I share this often, I can do that in my pajamas Mm -hmm. While there's a child trying to practice the piano in our living room, I don't have to be, mm -hmm. <laughs> I don't have yes. to have the right setting. I don't have to have clothes. I don't have to, you know, just like <laughs> lower the, the very bare minimum. Am I getting stronger? Mm -hmm. Yes. 
would I prefer to do like a 30 minute weight routine? Maybe, but in my daily life, what does that look like? You right. know, what's the bare minimum? So if I have a morning routine of 20 minutes of connecting with God and 30 minutes of weightlifting and, you know, all the things that I have in my morning routine, some days that works. And some days it's the floor mm-hmm. of connect with God, two minutes, do my bare minimum meditation, mm-hmm. do my bare minimum floor of my um, strength training. And am I being consistent? So much more consistent. Yes. Mm-hmm. And then you don't have to beat yourself up as much. You're like, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not doing perfectly, but I am doing something, yes. you know, mm-hmm. and that builds confidence too. It does. And you learn to honor your commitments to yourself. Yeah. And as women, we honor so many commitments outside of us mm-hmm. to our families, to children, to our careers, whatever we're involved in, we honor those commitments with with really good um, percentages. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> like really good. And I just like to ask my clients, are you honoring those commitments to yourself with the same type of commitment mm-hmm. and dedication? And usually the answer is no. Mm-hmm. But this concept of floors and ceilings can help you be more consistent with yourself mm-hmm. and and learn to trust yourself that you're going mm-hmm. to do what you say you're going to do for yourself, even if it's in just a small way. And it changes mm-hmm. everything. Yeah. Oh, oh my gosh. Yes, it blows my brain. It's it's awesome. Um, All right. What are your other thoughts? Any last thoughts or things you want to share with our ladies? Um, just We could just go on forever. I know. I'm like, <laughs> I still have so much more to say. Um, I do think it's important for women to understand that so often with goal setting, we won't believe that we're that kind of a person until the end, until we prove it to ourselves. So whether that's um, like my goal with strength training, Mm -hmm. I am strong. I am a woman who is strong. Um, So often we withhold that from ourselves until the end. Mm -hmm. And I just would like to invite you to make Mm -hmm. the decision that you can decide that and use that as a good motivator, clear through the process mm-hmm. that you can decide at the beginning of your goal, even when it you may not feel as strong as you want to mm-hmm. be, but you can believe that you are a person who is strong or you are a person who um, meditates and has a clear mind or whatever that is, whatever kind of person you want to be, go ahead and embody that and use that as a really powerful motivator to work towards your goals instead of withholding Mm -hmm. that from yourself until the very end Mm -hmm. like now I'm strong because I've arrived at this point when really you're getting stronger every day and and you are you are strong or you do connect with God daily or you do value exercise Mm -hmm. or you do nourish your body Mm -hmm. in good healthy ways you know don't withhold that I love that Mm -hmm. start with that because I feel like that's like, because if you start identifying that, then when you're making decisions, you're like, mm-hmm. I am a strong person, so I'm going to decide or like, you know, say like, I mm-hmm. am a healthy eater yes. and I, I, I put good things in my body. So when I come across those decisions and, you know, when I've already had that positive, you know, identification of myself, mm-hmm. then it helps me make decisions better, you yes. know, instead of beating myself up saying, well, I'm a person who makes a better decision. Like, yes. that's who I am, you know, and how I'm much- way more powerful and mentally healthy right 
and the motivation feels different in yeah. that moment. Yeah, more empowering for yes. sure. Oh, that's brilliant. So <laughs> much more empowering for Love sure. <laughs> Just embodying that who you really want to be mm-hmm. and using that as a catalyst. Yes, mm-hmm. and and it does empower you so just differently. <laughs> It lands differently, for sure. Oh, I love it. That's so great. That's awesome. Um, any last take-home messages or? Um, just that small and consistent actions really get you to where you want to be. Mm-hmm. And we think sometimes we have to overhaul everything mm-hmm. or we have to become a new person, mm-hmm. you know. And it really is. every Everything about behavior modification is small. Mm-hmm. It is the small things and removing obstacles. So what's the bare minimum you can do and and do that and then you can work progressing faster. You know, but yeah, yeah, starting yeah. small is totally the key. And being okay with it. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And being courageous to do that. Oh yes, I love so. it, Ember. I'm Yay. so glad you came today. I do feel like we could just talk for hours. We could <laughs> go on forever. <laughs> so if you love the sh- things that Ember shared and um, want to hear more, where can they find you? So I have a podcast. If you're a podcast mm-hmm. listener, I have a podcast called Emerge Empowered with Ember Pilati, which is my goal for women everywhere, for mm-hmm. women to really emerge empowered and, and really unlock their personal power. Um, women hold a great amount of power within mm-hmm. them. And I find that sometimes we just hold ourselves back a little bit. Mm-hmm. And so with the right tools they can really emerge empowered. So that's my podcast. I'm also on so it's Emerge Empowered Ember Pilati, right? And yeah. then it's E-M-B-E-R-P-I-L-A-T-I. Yes. Okay. Yes. Good. And I'm on all the major podcast apps. Um, you can even ask Alexa to mm-hmm. play my podcast <laughs> oh, if awesome. you'd like. <laughs> my kids thought that was really great. Um, and then I'm on Instagram at Emerge underscore Empowered. Okay. So, or you can go to emberpilati.com. Fantastic. Oh, we're so glad to have you. I'm just I'm just so delighted. And I feel like we may have you back again sometime. So I would love to be back for sure. So thank you so much for having me. Absolutely, absolutely. Um and to hear more fun, inspiring stories from um, women like Ember, click the subscribe button and get them directly to your device every le- week and help m- us empower more women to adventure by adding great reviews and all that jazz. We appreciate that. Yeah. And so that is it for today's adventure. Join us next time. And as always, remember, a woman's place is in the mountains. <laughs>